Hey, what's happening, everybody? Welcome back to the Mental Health Casual Podcast. I'm your host, Lucky, and today we're going over to the depression subreddit. But before we get into that, if any of you guys are new here, first off, welcome. This is basically what I do. I just go to different subreddits that have anything to do with mental health and try and give some generalized advice and try and learn something new. But I'm by no means a professional, so feel free to take my advice with a grain of salt or apply it to your life however you see fit. So, um, you know, so... I was trying to, I'm trying to think of how to say this without um, giving too much away. Um, this is kind of, a, I'm, I'm trying to illuminate something for you guys, but let me, let me just say this. How about that? Uh, let me be as vague as possible. I learned something today, uh, a lesson you could say, and the lesson was that I don't know as much as I thought I know, or as much as I thought I knew. And uh, to, to, in particular about, um, addicts. So not addiction in particular, but, but, you know, the people behind the addiction and, you know, the, the thing about, and obviously we're going into the depression subreddit, but I think it's very important to talk about this, um, because I feel like I fell off a little bit in being able to, uh, uh, you know, I, I humanize these people, right? Cause they are human beings. And, I think sometimes we simply look at them as their their tr- their traits, their diagnosis, uh, our own diagnosis of them, and uh, you know, not saying that that's not helpful, right? If you know somebody has uh, severe uh, PTSD with a particular thing, right? Like they, 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 you know what their trigger is, and you do it anyway, right? Um, then you know that's uh, pretty messed up. (laughs) Um, But if you have that information beforehand, you can kind of navigate those waters. Um, So obviously it helps. And I've said this a lot, right? Like when I I have nothing against labeling people, right? Like uh, having labels for their illness, but I think we have to be careful about um, synonymizing. Is that even a word? I don't, I feel like it's not, but making it, making um, the, the person, uh, and the mental illness or, or, you know, whatever, um, addiction, whatever, uh, making those two things synonymous because it's not true. And I, I fell, fell, unfortunately, um, victim to that in terms of, uh, being ignorant to that. And, um, you know, I, I, I just, uh, like I said, I'm being as vague as possible for confidentiality reasons, but, uh, as you know, this is just, a kind of for you guys to learn from my mistake. Um, don't forget to, to look at the, to, to look at the person, you know, um, that's behind the addiction that's behind the depression. Um, you know, I, I get so, you know, into these, right. I do, I do this about five times a day, five times a day, excuse me, five times a week. Um, and after a while it starts to, you start to see patterns, you start to connect dots. Well, in some cases, the dots don't connect exactly as as well as you thought it did, um, or you know you don't have all of the information. So, and listen, I I I totally uh, see that that I don't have all of the information with each one of these people. That's why I kind of uh, tell you guys in the beginning, right? Take my advice with a grain of salt. Um, you know, this is for uh, somewhat for entertainment pur- purposes, but also you know for all of us to learn. Um, but you know obviously uh, and also i do choose some of the the shorter posts right like that by nature i i can't really get through a huge uh you know book 
so to speak. I call them book posts, but where where it's literally like a whole story, um, which is fine, right? If you want to get your your the context out, but for a podcast that's only about twenty, you know, twenty five minutes, sometimes thirty, um, I don't have time to go through all of those. So um, I just want to kind of remind you guys that because you know, as I said before, I, I kind of fell victim to. Um, simply looking at somebody, you know, we, we say in the Christian community, you know, hate the sin, not the sinner. And I fell for it. I, I hated the sinner instead of the sin. And uh, I think that, you know, you have to be very careful about, like I said, equating that person with or identifying that person as their sin or as um, in this case, it would be mental illness. Right. Um, but obviously I'm just making a, um, just making a comparison right there. I'm not saying mental illness is sin or anything like that, but um, I'm just trying to say that, uh, you know, we have to be very careful about looking at people for mistakes that they've done or, or for, for um, choices they've made or, you know, for, for things that uh, they were born with. So either way, why don't we go ahead and get into this uh, with, with all of that in mind? Why don't we go ahead and get into the first post? Um, I hate getting older. I want to be a kid again and finally have the childhood I needed. I'm only turning 22 next year, but it feels scary and old. I wish I could go back in time and have different people around me, loving and caring people so I can feel emotionally safe and not have mental illness ruin my life from the age of 12. You know, I have, I've had this thought a lot and, you know, very recently I have, uh, it's very difficult, but, you know, I have a very active imagination and one of the, one of the ways that that manifests itself is I I'm constantly thinking about a situation where, and, and we've talked about this before, right? Where I, I'm the hero of the story. I'm the person that's I, I like, let's say I'm at a convenience store. I all of a sudden will just imagine some robber coming in and me miraculously, you know, like a, like a superhero movie, just saving the day. Right. We, we've all seen that, right. Where, um, it, you know, nothing will be happening and then all of a sudden a convenience store gets robbed the hero just happens to be there and uh takes care of business right that that was just something that i would fantasize so if i was in a dollar general or something like that like i would just fantasize that i was that person that, that everybody loved and adored and so i've been having to stop myself in my tracks before i go li- little too far or a little too deep into those uh, that imagina- imaginary world. Now you might ask yourself, well, why? You know, isn't that kind of artistic expression? Uh, I, I would say it could be if I was using it that way. That's not what I'm using it for. I'm using it for, to escape reality, which is what got me to the mental uh, the, the psych ward in the first place. Um, so I would just say this, be very careful about what you uh, what you fantasize about. Be very careful. And, and the reason why I'm equating this to the feeling of nostalgia, or, you know, this feeling, um, it's kind of a similar thing. You, you're, you're wanting something that's not in reality. Now, does this mean that you can't dream or dream big? Absolutely not. I'm not trying to say any of that. If you're, if you're making, if that is what's fueling you to make your dream of reality, that's totally fine. But I'm talking about literally like I'm doing nothing with it, right? Like it's not... Uh, making me want to do anything or anything like that. It's literally just me, you know, sitting or walking around imagining these scenarios. And it makes me feel this sense of accomplishment from not doing anything. Um, And so, you know, you have to be very careful with nostalgia as well, right? You know, instead of thinking about what you could have done, 
from the age of 12 um, on up if mental illness hadn't ruined your life. Well, now that you know that mental uh, mental illness has ruined your life for 10 years, it seems right. Uh, so almost 10 years for, since you'll be turning 22 next year. Um, what can you do now from, because, you know, you are still very young, right? Like I'm 29 um, going on 30 and people still say to me, right? Like I didn't, get, you know, whatever figured out until I was 35, 40, right? Like I know some people who, uh, you know, barely started getting their stuff together when they were, you know, 50, you know, uh, my father didn't have anything together his whole life, kind of. Um, but, you know, I mean, he finally started, uh, uh, you know, I guess uh, having some semblance of, of a normal life by the time, maybe when he was like 50 or something, man, like it wasn't, it was really late in his life when finally, um, you know, the, the fact that he was dealing with all of these health problems, I think that really humbled him. Uh, so being 22, and, and by the way, I'm not trying to I invalidate this person's feelings, right? Um, having almost 10 years of, of mental illness ruin your life, is, is, is very, it, it, it sucks, man. And we're, a lot of times we're shaped by our childhoods. And so, or, you know, we are, I, I want to say a lot of times it pretty much is all the time, right? Um, whether or not we're trying to work past it or anything like that, right? We're shaped by our childhoods. Um, but like I said, um, I think it would be more productive if you, for anybody out there dealing with a similar thing, right? Um, it would be more productive for you to deal with the things that you can deal with now for the future instead of simply looking back on the things that should have and could have been. Um, you know, because like I said, I've spent a lot of times thinking that like, oh, man, if I would have done this and like if I was the way that I am now in high school or if I knew the things I knew now in high school, it doesn't work that way. Right. Unless unless we're we have a time machine. It, it doesn't work that way. And even then, like I always tell people, like it probably, we'd probably have to destroy that time machine because people would just be going back, changing everything uh, to the point where, you know, we wouldn't be able to make mistakes. And, you know, if I made a mistake, then I just, I'm going to go back and change it. Well, now that, that, that did a chain reaction where you made a mistake. Now that you're going to go change, right? It just gets to the point where we're, we're living too much into the past and not living in the present. So, Either way, why don't we go into the, oh, this is kind of a longer post. Let me save this one for the end, and if we get to it, then we will. Next post here. I have no friends anymore. Uh, friends are so much effort, so I eventually just stopped hitting up people to hang out. I had one close friend, but she moved away about a year ago. Maybe get to see her like once every few months. I have my boyfriend who I live with, so I will hang out with him and his friends sometimes. Other than that, I have nobody who I can socialize with, nobody to joke around with, nobody to vent about my personal life. The only time I feel like I have friends again is when I'm at work and talking to my coworkers. My life is just work, school, and going home. I'm not even sure how to make friends anymore. I'm not sure if it's even worth it to make friends. I'm so drained my, by life already. And adding social situations to the mix might just push me over, but I miss having girlfriends. I, I think you should absolutely do this. So we talked about this on, not Monday, uh, Tuesday, excuse me. Um, where I, I think the title of the podcast was Men Need Men or something like that. I can't remember where I put the ellipses, but <laughs> um, but yeah, either way. Well, I, there's, also, there's also like women need women, right? Um, it's very important to have people of the of your same uh, same sex uh, to talk to, right? Because, you know, if you if you if a, if a young woman comes to me and says like, man, I'm dealing with a lot of heartbreak, I'm dealing with this, right? I can give her some thing like, you know, if you're a woman listening to this, well, first off, thank you for listening. But, you know, you're 
like, sure, it's going to, you know, you're going to hear this a certain way and that's totally fine. Um, but I'm not going to have like the exact, like I, I can probably read you an article from some people. I can give my thoughts on it, but I'm not going to have exactly what you need. And, and even then, right, this is a podcast format when we're talking about like a friend, um, if you're, and especially if you're a woman, right, be careful about having too many guy friends. I, I have a little bit of a story about that, but, um, because, well, first off, you're not going to get exactly what you need. Um, and, you know, I hate to say this, but a lot of the times, you know, the guys are most likely, uh, let me say about like 70%, like I'm 70% sure about this, um, that, uh, in 70% of the situations, in other words, that, uh, the guy will probably be wanting more than just to be friends. But that's just my own opinion. Uh, you know, I don't have complete data to back that up, but, um, I did have a situation where there was a girl that I worked with who had a lot of quote unquote guy friends. And it turned out she slept with almost like every single one of them and wanted to include, you know, wanted to include me in that. And I, I did not go for it. Um, so yeah, just be real careful about doing that. So, well, you know, if you are, if you are a lady out there, you know, try and find some, some women friends, right? Like I, I know I hear, I hear a lot of times women like who have too many guy friends, they say like, oh yeah, women are so toxic you're hanging out with the wrong women. You know, I, I listen, man, I've, I've heard, um, you know, I, I've, I've, um, met some women, lovely women who have women, you know, women groups and, uh, do that kind of stuff. You know, our church has a, a couple of, uh, of women groups and, uh, you know, uh, those women are pretty, you know, very, very nice, very kind. You know, I don't see anything wrong with them. And, you know, I think there's just, there's gotta be things that you can, open up about with women, you know, the same way, you know, when, when, uh, when I talk to a guy about like having, uh, problems with lust, right? Like, I don't want to talk to a woman about that. Why would I want to talk to her about that? Right. Uh, if, if I need like comforting, right. Like I don't want to talk to a woman about that. And if you have a significant other, why would I want to talk to my significant, my significant other about something I'm dealing with that, uh, uh, maybe they don't, they feel insecure about, right? Like, oh, I'm lust, you know, I'm feeling this lust about other women to my partner, why would I say that to them? Right. So I think that's why I think it's important to have those social connections and have it, those, those friends that are girls. Um, like I said, I mean, there are, there are certain ways to get around this. So Facebook groups, um, uh, you know, just going out and socializing. So finding a place to socialize, I don't recommend the bar. Uh, you know, I don't recommend anything like that, but you know, if you have a community center or something like that, the gym is not a bad place, you know, um, you know, I've met some some good people at the gym. Now, granted, I don't talk to a, a whole lot of them because I'm kind of in and out of there. I don't really like to hang around. But, you know, if you are able to do that, then, yeah, like I said, there, there's so many different ways. And your friends at, at work, right? Like, you know, you can socialize through them and then, you know, uh, meet some people through them as well. So, you know, uh, those are just some ideas out there. So um, anyway, let's go to the next post. How do you cope with depression? Hi guys, I think that I'm starting to get depressed. I feel like my personality is gone. I'm trying to keep my head above the water and keep my usual good mindset, but I'm getting tired. I'm starting to feel hopeless and lonely. I don't fully, sorry, excuse me. I don't fully understand what's happening to me. Food isn't as good as it was. Excuse me. Things that I love doing are now leaving me indifferent. Smallest inconvenient, um, the smallest inconvenience is like the end of the world. I used to love seeing my friends meeting new people. I now feel like it's hard to be around people. I used to be really confident. Now I don't know how to feel about myself. I have this feeling that I'm watching myself slowly fading without being able to stop it. 
During the good days, I also feel like I'm faking it, faking being sad and everything. Hmm. I'd like to know how you guys cope with this. What makes you keep swimming? What is depression to you? How does it impact your life? Do you guys also feel like you are faking being depressed? Please share only what you feel comfortable sharing. Uh, so th- I feel like this is... Uh, I, I hadn't I hadn't really had this thought, but I wonder if this could be, um, you know, how like people who are, you know, they're, they're famous or they're they're doing something great. Um, they have this thing called imposter syndrome. I wonder if this is what they're going through, but in like for the opposite reason. Um, the reason why I say that is because I, I meet people or, you know, I've, I've read about people with depression and I've met some people where it's almost like they're guilty. They feel guilty about being depressed. Like, you you know what I mean? Like they feel like their problems are not worth being depressed over. Um, And I guess that that could be true for some things, but the fact that you're feeling depressed, right, it needs to be addressed. And um, you kind of looking at it like, oh, I shouldn't be depressed, but I am depressed, uh, you know, but I still shouldn't be depressed. It just, it kind of puts you in this, in this, uh, loop, this never ending loop of, um, uh, comparing yourself to others. Cause that's usually how people get there. Like, oh, there are people starving in Africa. There are people, you know, dealing with this and that, uh, my friends dealing with this because it, it, it almost happens the same way with good things, right? Like when you, when people around you oh my uh, give you actually I'll, I'll open up with you guys right like when i see people who have like an apartment or people who have a house or something like that i'm like whoa this is so cool um i don't you know I, right now i could never see myself doing this or anything like that right so you know for for me uh that seems crazy like oh my gosh and so i have to be very careful about comparing myself with that uh, because then I can start to get depressed. I can start to think, oh man, I'm, I'm not worth anything. I'm not, you know, I'm worthless. Uh, instead of thinking, um, instead of being, uh, you know, thinking about things within the context of my life. Right. And I think you have to be careful about that with depression as well is remembering, um, you know, that you're, you're dealing with this, uh, through your own lens, you know, um, just like addiction, Right. Like, you know, I, I, I'm one of those people who like to put addicts in a box. Right. This is what happened to me today when I came to that realization that I was putting all these addicts in a box when I was, you know, maybe you can put addiction in a box, but you can't put addicts in a box. Um, and so same thing with depression, uh, dep- depressed people, excuse me. Um, so, uh, you know, as for, for how I'm able to cope with, uh, depression, obviously religion has helped a lot. Um, and especially in the last couple of months, um, I've, I felt really at peace. Um, and even when I am struggling, you know, knowing that I'm not alone is, has been great, uh, whether it be through, um, my relationship with Christ or with, uh, my, my Christian brothers has been great. Once again, men need men. Um, but, you know, I, and that's why I say community is so important, right? Like this goes back to the last post. Um, you really, really, I can't stress community enough, right? It's just so important to, to, to um, dealing with the hardships of life. Um, you know, give you an example, right? Like I feel like if something happened to my car, there's a guy at my church who I know who deals, who's able to do, like he, he literally works on cars, Right. Um, like, I feel like I could go to him and ask him like, Hey, is, is this a big fix or should, you know, would you be able to do it? That kind of thing. Um, you know, things like that, right? Like, I feel like I can go to them and I, I feel like they know they can come to me for things. 
You know what I mean? And so I think it's important to have that, 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 that give and, and take. And, you know, now, now that I kind of know that my community needs me back, right? Like it, it feels uh, fulfilling. Um, and to a certain degree, I get purpose out of that. And so um, even though, you know, this person's starting to feel like this, you know, food's not, you know, it doesn't, uh, it's not as good as it was, um, you know, uh, small sin convenience is, is the end of the world, that kind of stuff. Um, the um, I think the important thing is, right, um, is to, first off, validate the fact, because I think that's the other thing is some along the same lines as that imposter syndrome thing that we were talking about before, is sometimes people try and uh, think about it in a different way. So they try and think, um, you know, oh, I shouldn't be depressed. I shouldn't be depressed. Well, you are, right? You have to accept the situation for what it is first before you can change it or else you're on a foundation of lies, right? So, um, you know, if you are feeling depressed, right? I don't know if this person has clinical depression, but, you know, you have to start off with the with admitting I'm depressed right now, right? Um, and I had to do that with, uh, you know, getting over, I, I talked about this a long time ago, but I had a dream about my dad and, you know, it really messed me up for weeks, man, like just weeks and uh, finally, I just, uh, I remember talking to one of somebody from my church and just, you know, we were talking about fatherhood and I just, I'd mentioned that to him and, uh, I, I just, I forgot it was still on my, I, you know, I didn't realize it was still on my mind and, you know, I'd realized it kind of, kind of just brushed it to the side. Like it didn't mean anything. It meant a lot, you know, not having a dad and having a dream about, um, you know, him choosing another son over me. It messed me up, you know? And I, and I think you have to be honest about the things uh that are happening to you in order to really change them so um if any of you guys are uh you know take anything from this episode you know please be honest with yourself right there's no need to lie to yourself about the situation at hand um you know because all that's going to do is uh you know lead you to not seeking treatment lead you to not seeking a solution or not seeking the right solution so, um, and you know, that's obviously that comes, uh, addiction also comes into play with that, right? Like you think that your symptoms are the problem, right? Like, oh, wow. I'm so, uh, I'm so, uh, sad. I probably just need to go out and party, right. And go drink something that's a depressant, right. It makes no sense. But if you try and, uh, pathologize it as, are you trying, um, you know, use that kind of logic, like, oh, well, if I go out my, with my friends and have fun and forget about all this, it'll be great, right? Um, so be very careful about telling yourself lies, um, especially with mental illness. Either way, guys, hopefully you enjoyed that episode. Remember, you can check out all things casual at the link tree in the info box. Also, if you'd like to email me, you can email me at mentalhealthcasual at gmail.com. But as always, guys, don't forget to keep it casual.